Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded and IoT franchises. And I'm here for this week's Embedded Insiders uh, that we do every week, uh, myself and Brandon Lewis, our technology editor. Hello, Brandon. How are you? Doing pretty well. How about you, Rich? We've had a little bit uh, of a hiatus, but glad to be back on board. Yeah, a little bit of travel going on, and um, we have some very big news here. One of us is getting married soon, and it's not me. <laughs> that leaves me. So I know that there's going to be a collective sigh from women all over the world on May 6th. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, a very early congratulations, and, 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 and we'll have to find uh, somebody else to partner with me that week because I don't think your uh, future wife's going to let you call in to do an embedded insiders while you're on your honeymoon. <laughs> Maybe I can sneak away. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. So the topic for this week is medical device security. Um, very, very in the news with all the stuff that's going on. Um, and to help us facilitate, uh, we've brought in a very special guest, David Kleidemacher, who is the Chief Security Officer at BlackBerry. Hello, David. How are you? I'm doing great, Rich. And, and Brandon, congratulations, and thanks for having me on the, uh, the program today. Oh, my pleasure. Definitely glad to have you because uh, we, we know this is an area that's um, right up your alley. I know you, you talk about medical device security quite often. Um, but the thing that the, the word that keeps coming back to me when we talk about this is the word protection. Whether we're protecting our data, whether we're protecting people, whether we're protecting the samples we pull out of people, whether we're protecting the people's private information, but it, it always seems to, to fall back on that word protection. Um, are you seeing the same thing, or am I reading too much into that? Oh, well, actually, I think that is, the, and actually, that is the definition of security. A lot of times, people ask, you know, you know, uh, what is what does security really mean? And and people often overuse or misuse the term. And actually, that that is actually what it is to me, at least, is it is the protection of some resource or some asset against threats. So yeah, that is that is kind of the center of everything we talk about in cybersecurity. But un un unfortunately, where this leads us to is actually the lack of protection, which is if, if we had protection, we wouldn't need people like you, but, but we do have a lack of protection. Um, is there stuff being done to, to fix that? Well, of course, I mean, of course, it's, uh, it, it, it is a, uh, it's a continuing battle. It's a, it, it, or I should say it's a war with lots of small battles, I suppose. Um, it, it's, a, you know, it's a good versus evil kind of thing, and there's always the uh, the bad guys that are trying to do harm of various sorts for various reasons and there's and there's the rest of us who are trying to protect and defend and it's it's an ongoing battle uh, which, which is uh, as you can imagine uh, there are some great successes but there's also always more work to do and always more challenges that lie in front of us our job's never done hey David are the bad guys getting better I'm sorry go ahead Brandon Sorry. I know that one of the things that you focus on in particular is evaluating security technologies and standards. One of the things that I hear, depending on who I'm talking to in the industry, is this ongoing debate over using a standardized method of security, whether it's you know encryption, what have you, uh, versus doing something in-house or proprietary. And at times, it seems in the in the industry, you end up hearing things like infusion pumps getting hacked and things like that, and there being some root problem 
with the uh, communication protocol or the security that was implemented there. Uh, does using non-standard security make it more difficult to evaluate from your perspective? Uh, yes. There, I think there's no question, if, especially if you look at the crypto community, there, there's uh, pr pretty, much, pretty much a very good uh, consensus that following standards wherever possible is, is the right thing to do. And the, the good thing about the, the evaluation program or having an evaluation program to evaluate security is that part of that evaluation oftentimes is focused on ensuring that the developers are actually using the right standards. So if you're looking at you know, if you're trying to argue that your device has implements a secure, authenticated, encrypted channel for wireless communication to, say, your medical device, part of the evaluation of the security is going to be looking at things like what kind of crypto are you using under the hood, what kind of what kind of authentication protocols you're using under the hood, and I can tell you that if a developer is is doing a roll your own, do it your own, do you know, do your own crypto and creating custom protocols, it will be very, very challenging to get that to pass any kind of uh, formal evaluation. Great. Sorry for cutting you off, Rich. No, that's, that's okay. My question was, are, are the bad guys getting better? Is, is it becoming harder and harder to keep these devices safe? Um, I, I think um, – so there are some trends that are going against us. Certainly, there's the increasing sophistication of attackers. There's there's uh, increased connectivity. There's increased complexity in the devices. More software. So you know the you know, the the um, surface area is growing. So there are some trends that you might look on. You might look at it and say, "Gosh, this is this is really scary. How is it going to get better?" But actually, uh, I'm I am an optimist, and and the reason why I'm an optimist is that. The technology around securing, protecting, is also getting better, and getting better in in some uh, some really interesting and let's just say um, uh, uh, imbalanced way. So we've always felt in the security world that there's an imbalance between the the attackers and the protectors, meaning that the attackers have to just find one way in, and we have to protect every possible threat vector, right? And and so we, it's it's not a fair fight. And, and that has been sort of the, the, the challenge we all face. What I, what I see happening now is we are actually turning the, the, the tables there and actually finding our own imbalance, and that is oftentimes just caused by data. We have tremendous insights into what's going on at scale, and that insight into data and, and into understanding threat patterns actually is better than any one attacker can do. So we're actually, and not that, not that the attackers aren't using big data on their own, but I really feel like on the protection side, we are starting to get so good at analyzing what's happening at the lowest levels, at the code levels, also at the bigger levels, the macro levels, understanding, you know, what kinds of threats are emerging and so forth, that I actually think we're able to strike a better balance than we have ever before. So that's the good news. And are you saying that the majority of these uh, these threats are coming from malicious people, or is, is there a lot of inadvertent people, you know, because there's so many devices out there, people just stumble upon stuff without even realizing it? Well, I think people, some, I think users often make mistakes uh, inadvertently that can put themselves at risk. But especially in a medical device context, we're more worried about the malicious threat. We're much more worried about... Um, it, 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 folks that would, for whatever reason, it could be 
it could be uh, some of the obvious things, terrorism, it could be um, pranksters, whatever, whatever it might be, that actually want to do harm. We, we, have, we have hard evidence that there are people out, we know, we all know, I think, that, that there are folks out there that if given the right opportunity would, would, would leverage medical device vulnerabilities to, to do harm. And so I don't worry so much about the inadvertent. The only thing I worry about inadvertent is, again, users making silly mistakes because they're not aware of the impact of some decisions they're making, which comes down to, A, education and making sure that users and patients are properly educated on the, pro on, on the secure use of devices, but also being realistic in understanding that oftentimes uh, patients aren't going to be sophisticated enough to understand some of the decisions they make. So we have to be smarter. The security technology world needs to be smarter about making things just work more securely. So speaking of education. Good. No, good. I was, was going to say, is there some place you know of where people can get educated on the, on these topics, Dave? Exactly what I was going to ask. <laughs> well, you know, there's lots of there's lots of great sources of, of information out there. Uh, one one of them um, one of the more interesting ones that's coming up in the near term is a is a, a conference called MedSec, which is the Security and Privacy for the Internet of Medical Things, uh, which is uh, coming up very soon here in uh, May 23. Um, in, in San Jose, and what's really cool about MedSec is, and this is the second annual MedSec conference, what's really, really cool about it is uh, it, it has a, a, an amazingly broad set of, of perspectives that you, I don't, that I don't personally know of any other, any other conference of any sort in the medical area that, that, are, that are addressing these. So we have, we, we cover topics like developer concerns, you know, folks that are building medical devices, people that are developing software for medical use, what sort of the commercial best practices and security for, for, for them to learn. We also have regulatory and policy issues. We have the, we have the, the chief scientist of the FDA uh, attending and speaking. And we also have uh, a lot of folks in the cybersecurity cyber security community that are in, involved in hacking the researchers that are, that are white hat hackers, as well as uh, Justine Bone is, a, uh, is one of our speakers, and she was at the forefront of a very uh, controversial uh, event that happened um, uh, within the last year where uh, her cybersecurity research firm alleged some vulnerabilities in implantable heart uh, devices, pacemakers, that was uh, really uh, was, uh, denied by the manufacturer and to make a long story short, actually turns out there were real vulnerabilities and FDA issued um, alerts regarding that. There was a lot of controversy about the way the firm disclosed those vulnerabilities. And uh, without, uh, you know, opining here on your show, I just, I think there's a lot to, to talk about and discuss in the, in the area of best commercial practices for not just building security in, but how to disclose vulnerabilities how to work together as a community between the research community, manufacturers, regulatory agencies to make sure we're doing the right, the best job we can for patients to really prevent harm. So uh, we have just, it's just a really, a really interesting mix of speakers that uh, are, are coming to bear here in this MedSec conference. So I hope uh, folks out there will take advantage of the opportunity. That sounds great. And when and where is that? It's in San Jose, uh, May 23rd and 24th at Doubletree Hilton. Excellent. Okay. Can I slide in real quick, Rich, with one last question? Sure, slide right in. Sure. <laughs> 
Um, so, Dave, we know that the FDA is backlogged, and you know, getting some devices through approval could take a very long time, which is kind of the antithesis of the technology community. Are you aware of any place or any independent body uh, that could look at medical devices from a threat vector perspective and advise manufacturers on how to better secure their devices? Or if not, is there a need for such an institution? Uh, well, yes, um, and, and uh, la at last year's MedSec, we talked a bit about a new standard and a new program that was being that has been developed called DTSEC. Mm. Um, and one of the and, and to your point about the the sort of the backlog and in, in some of the evaluations and for safety and approvals there, with with security and, and the threats that are emerging, we have taken a really a different tack. And the FDA has been involved in the steering of this new standard. The idea there is to have an independent. Uh, nonprofit organization that that performs the evaluation of these of security for medical devices and medical software and even apps on 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 mobile devices, and and uh, because our our strong belief and it's supported by everybody involved a ton ton of different stakeholders involved in this, uh, our belief is that really uh, with the speed of cybersecurity and technology uh, moving that it really is something that needs to be managed and operated outside of government, whereas government, government has a, an important mandate, an important seat at the table, and can, and can really support these efforts, that government's not the best place to actually manage these kinds of programs. And so uh, DTSEC is, is, I think, the, the blueprint for how we can all get more confidence in our, in our medical equipment, our medical devices, medical software, without incurring an undue burden on developers, um, and, and on the government itself. That's great. And there will be more information about that at MedSec as well? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that will come up. I know a couple of the speakers will be, will be talking about it. Uh, there might be some interesting announcements that happen as well uh, as, the, as that standard has, um, has, has been applied now. We're starting to have the first manufacturers actually going through the security evaluation, so we'll have some updates on that. Great. Very cool. Okay. Well, thank you, Dave. Very much appreciate your time. And thank you, Brandon. Best of luck to you. That was uh, this week's installment of the Embedded Insiders. Have a great day, guys.